little girls. This seems to say. Do you? Do you? But Robert Ford would only lay on the floor and look at the ceiling, the light going out of his eyes, before he could find the right words. What made you think I'm crazy? Okay, then. Okay, then. Okay, then. Whatever are you doing? Hello and welcome to Spoilerama. I'm Mick Jordan. And I'm Marina Gorski. And today we are going to discuss Redoubtable. Yes. Which we went to see yesterday. Yes. The IFI. Yes. And was it what you expected? It was more. <laughs> what did you expect? Well, I expected it to be, well, okay, just for those people who don't know, it's a story about Jean-Luc Godard, the film director, French film director, um, during the Paris riots. Mm-hmm. In 19... 1968. Si- yeah, 68. Like it starts in 67 and it's basically his latest film is going down badly with everyone. He's, everyone's saying that he's past his best. He's not the yeah. provo- agent, agent provo- provocateur that yeah. he was. And so he gets caught up with the whole um, student Revolution yeah. thing, yeah, yeah. So, um, so that that's what it was about. And his relationship with... And forgot her last name. I can't remember her surname. I know I was looking it up last night because it's true. Like she wrote the book yeah. that the film is based on. I was gonna say Anna Karenina. <laughs> it was obviously yeah. not. Well, no. Well, well, but his it's... previous muse was Anna Karina. Oh yeah, yeah I, I thought it would, that was her. No. Oh, so this is another. This is another one. Oh, okay. Right. That's who I thought it was, and I was kept saying, but they don't look really look similar. The guy looked similar yeah. to Jean Luc Godard, but she didn't that much. So that's what I was because wondering. Because she wasn't. Because <laughs> she wasn't. Yeah. See, I don't know his personal life with muses, so this was all new to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I really, really loved it. Oh, I did too. I, I thought it was really so light and, and funny. So French. Yeah, so French, and in a good. This, this that's a good. Oh, that's a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> um. And I, oh, I just really, really loved it. And it was hilarious. And God, I hate him. <laughs> well, this I don't is hate a- him. I hated him during that period because he did say later and even at the start that he knows that he was a, he was being a dick, a dick. Yeah. Well, the thing is, about, well, first of all, Goddard himself has said of this film, it's a very stupid idea. <laughs> and the makers put that on the poster. That's promotion for it. Very stupid idea, John Luke Goodhart. I mean, he's, he's still alive. He's 87. Oh, I know. Yeah, yeah. And and he's still making provocative films. and this. But that's what Goddard himself irritates me about him. Like a lot of his films are not really watchable. Yeah. And he goes out of his way to be obstreperous and different and so on without any yeah. reason other than being a cranky child, I often feel. And that really came across in this. Now, I don't think it's necessarily true. It's true up to a point because it's her story. She wrote the book yeah, that the film yeah. is based on. It's basically his wife at the time. He meets her and marries her in the film. But, but the one thing that struck me out was like at the end when they say about... Now, we're getting spoilers here, but we're talking about a life that actually happened. Yeah, yeah. They say in it about um, it all started to come apart in their relationship around 69 or whatever like that. And, and then eventually they split up and divorced in 1979 so we're together for another 10 years so this is 
and she was in a number of his films after that yeah, so this yeah. unearths that so I wasn't looking at it as too factual it's an yeah. interpretation yeah um, so yeah he, so on that basis I was able to relax and hate him for that yeah because yeah. he was a complete chauvinist dickhead and also real pretentious prat oh my god jumping on the causes yeah, yeah. just to be cool yeah and not only that but just like the way he would deal with people too if it was older than older than him then he'd treat him badly like as oh, yeah. if he was you know the bearer of truth yeah and well like that scene in the cafe yeah the then, war veterans he's insults yeah and then whenever it's like a, a, a fellow filmmaker or a younger person it's like kiss an arse yeah and it's it's oh my god it was so annoying and the way he treated her was like oh and like <laughs> oh it's just, it's just so annoying until i got to a point that finally she rebelled against it but then yeah. now you're saying she was with him for another 10 well, years you see, i don't know if he treated her like that exactly mm. anyway but i'm sure he was probably i could say he could have but that would have been the way it was at the time as well like this is the 60s where mm. the angry young men now he wasn't that young he was 37 as he was yeah. Yeah. emphasizing as well like he's hanging out with the students he's much older than yeah. uh, but still the men of that particularly in France I say were, would have been chauvinistic enough like that still thinking that was cool that was part of the way to be the young the modern young man just love him and leave him sort of attitude yeah. um, but he just became so possessive and jealous of her towards the end yeah. and I was, he was humiliating himself rather than her I felt like remember when he turns up on the film shoot that she's doing yeah and he starts insulting other people and so on and I said he's just making a dick of himself no exactly, one else is going yeah. to think anything less of her they're just going to think what a prick yeah so but it was still it was amusing in itself because you were just well it was amusing for me because listening to you I mean go Jesus <laughs> this and because every line he would come out with and say something um um, where are you going why don't you love me or something like this and I was going oh for God you're just waiting for the next yeah. bad line uh, so on that yeah I thought the portrayal was interesting but what did you think of the style of the film how it was made really really cool because at the same time this is the French right they're so good <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's such a simple thing the plot is so simple but the whole the colours were amazing as always yeah. cinematography was fantastic and the whole thing of him being pretentious they made the film look as if trying film, to keep up with him yeah. as well his oh, it, it was Goddard's style yeah yeah his pretentiousness it was, just, yeah. it was brilliant it was so good oh, there was also like did you see did you notice a bit where um, he's talking to her while he's typing he's typing away yes, and yeah, the script and, the, and, and the then he's around the and the typing continues yeah. <laughs> and that, that's real Goddard avant-garde style thing yeah but I thought the funniest part for me was the Jews <laughs> <laughs> that was hilarious we better explain <laughs> that at some point no I'll come back to that because I want to, the funny part I was thinking of was where he's arguing with her about a film she's about to make because everyone in it is naked oh yeah and they're walking around naked discussing this why does everyone have to appear nude in a film they're saying <laughs> to each other while they're walking around nude and even earlier on he says one point um, all actors are shit that they, they're stupid they're just yeah. whores they'll take money to say anything and then he looks at the camera and says I bet you'd even get an actor you can even pay an actor to say all actors are shit yeah so yeah. he's an actor doing yeah, this yeah but yeah the Jews bit was where he just says the Jews are the new Nazis you just go what yeah no and I love that then he gets confused himself no 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 what I meant so he realized he said something yesterday, appalling yesterday's Jews are today's Nazis no no today's Nazis 
are yesterday's and then he says yesterday's nazis are today's jews <laughs> no, no 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 and then just someone says he's full of shit <laughs> <laughs> he said this to a student's assembly and they're all going what the fuck is this? and i mean he's so good but he can't admit he's wrong yeah so he keeps saying like i think at one point he even says today's jews are today's nazis or yeah, something like yeah. that and someone shouts out shut up and he says no you can't take the truth yeah yeah yeah, yeah. the revolution <laughs> is uh, whatever the russians i think you mentioned the russians, oh, the russians. <laughs> and the, guy, the, the panel the discussion panel were there saying do you really believe that the discussion panel of this student union would agree he <laughs> says you're all full of shit and then the storms off oh <laughs> yeah it's just the way he was. no and then after that guy said all those bad things about him they're walking out and he says to to Anne, what's wrong why do you let them talk to you like that because they're right <laughs> no they're not <laughs> well they are but like he just w- walks out and storms out as if he's misunderstood oh yeah and then he's like, oh no but they're right because they're younger and they're revolutionary yeah. i want to be young again well, this is it. That's, it's like a midlife crisis and he's only 37. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it is, it's the case that he is totally stuck in a rut in his filmmaking, mm. I think, was what he was going on at the time. But that's it. Like, throughout, there's references. The film is made in his style, as I said, that yeah, avant-garde. Yeah. Did you notice as well that when the scenes where the two of them are talking about falling out of love and so on, I think it's when he turns up to shoot and he's lying in bed, she's in a another room or something and they're talking across each other and the music swells up. And so yeah. On. That's Le, Le Mabry. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and it's yeah, contempt, the yeah. contempt for but each other. But that was, did you not see that almost every, it was divided in chapters almost. Oh, it was, the yeah. Film. And it seemed like it was named after his films. Well, there were phrases that would be relative yeah. to his films, yeah. Yeah, there was one Yeah, I think there was contempt, one that was called Contempt, yeah. And there was another one that was La Chinoise. And True. there was another one that was... No, 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 no. What I'm thinking now is of the references to his films, actually, throughout yeah. it, where he'd sit down in the cinema watching an American musical yeah. with Anne. And um, and he was, oh, he was such a see you next Tuesday there as well, <laughs> because she was telling him something and he was just saying, I'd stop crying or whatever. And she was crying. I was like, don't ever say to a woman, stop crying. Just ignore her. It's the best bit. Well, well, I would can't say. believe that you treat me like this. I'm so sorry, sorry, sorry. Please, Stop crying. Please, please don't cry. That's what I meant to say. No, uh, don't say that either. Okay. Please cry. Ever. Cry. No. <laughs> Let it all no, out. No. Just, Just say, yes, my queen, I'll do whatever you want. Yes, my queen, I'll do whatever you want. Okay, that's better. Okay, now we need a, to get John That's a sound bite. That. That's a sound bite for the future now, is it? <laughs> Anyway, yeah, I just thought it was it was brilliant. It was I so, I so really enjoyed it. Like I haven't seen a French film in a while, and just and that's mm-hmm. what made me suddenly realize, God, I haven't seen a French film in so long. I, just hearing the language, yeah, just hearing them yeah. speak French is just so cool. And everything and it captured the era perfectly, even though it was meant to be surreal, a yeah, surreal version yeah. of it. It just felt like the sixties. But this is the thing; it's it's so. What I find with French films is the, the plot is always simple, and it's so human. Mm-hmm. Like it's all about, it's all about emotions, yeah, yeah. Character and emotions. This one of the best scenes as well was in the car, them coming back from Cannes. 
Oh, that was oh. a brilliant well, again, And again, he was such a shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And they all knew it. Yeah. And even the face, uh, Anne's face while she was there. Placidly accepting yeah, it. Yeah. And she looked like she was just like, I'm not even going to listen to this. Yeah. So she was just blank face looking into nothing. Well, they were all arguing. The, the six of them packed into this car and they mentioned several times they have an eight hour drive to yeah. Paris or something to go on. And all because of the revolution that he's espousing. Yeah. They can't get any petrol. So yeah. They eventually had to get a car. It's just all these contrasts. Whereas like he is supposedly this working class hero type thing. And really, he's just a dickhead a on dickhead the side. Because he cancelled your man's film. And your man was like, yeah. I mean, I understand <laughs> it was for a good cause, you know, the revolution and all. But as a director, you can understand why it would have been great for the for my film to be showcased in Cannes. The exposure. And the guy said, how can you think of this when this revolution is going on, <laughs> when history is being made? Yes, but my film is also history. It's also so important. People will see your film. How do you know that? They might not now that it's cancelled. <laughs> they get back and forth with the same argument and everyone else in the car going mad. <laughs> the driver the whole way along just placidly staring ahead. And then he just said no, they were arguing about cinema and then Emil, which is the driver, Aye. says, I'd just like to say that cinema to me in films they, they're like an escape from reality because when bad things are going on it's nice to see something good on screen <laughs> silence and then Godard just goes I am not discussing this with Emil <laughs> <laughs> someone who would never understand the concept of <laughs> You dick I know, I was just waiting for me to kick him out of the car <laughs> he's there which he's your only hope of getting to Paris and you've insulted him <laughs> And even the girl when the girl in the front started arguing as well you are so what would she say you are so you're such a prick or something and he just goes are oh, you impossible to talk to and ignores <laughs> her then they're fucking you're so bourgeois yeah you're <laughs> so bourgeois now, I know I'm bourgeois but at least I have the decency to admit it <laughs> oh it's just so good it just reminds me of school as well because you have so many people who are just trying to be cool, cool and, and uh, yeah. the revolution but that but I'd say that really came to the fore in the 60s like even mm. then there was one scene like right at the start before he even gets involved and you just see all the students protesting and my gut reaction was just looking at them all with all the waving the red flags and going wankers yeah. <laughs> 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 and, and I'm the socialist was all involved in all this sort of thing you just say you stupid upper class <laughs> middle classes oh yes we're out to help the poor working class do yeah. it my way oik <laughs> and even this one scene where they're all shouting slogans and throwing stones and they're all wearing their masks and the police are all there and then suddenly the police just charged them and just go at him yay <laughs> going, no that's wrong they were wrong to do that so but it's just hindsight like at the time if we were around at the time we'd be saying they're great men they're great people yeah, and so yeah. on but it's like looking back at hippies yeah just, exactly gosh <laughs> <laughs> Hindsight's a great thing. Isn't isn't it? It? <laughs> so, no, but even in the in the that guy that he met protesting, and then later on he's in the he's in the cafe with them, and um, Anne comes in wearing roller. I love that. It's just so random. She comes in wearing ro- roller skates, right, into the restaurant, and um, they sit down, and then this Godard just turns and says, "We now have a revolutionary cinema group called Ziga Vertov," <laughs> and the guy's like, "Who?" You don't know who Ziga... Like, even there, that's pretentious. Yeah. That's so, like... 
you don't know who he is i was like man with the mo- with the movie camera and the guy's like no <laughs> just looking at him and then he laughs and it's like this is just bullshit <laughs> Oh yeah, well, oh. The, the, and they were forming new cinema based on that logic of yeah. no actors, no script, no cast. Or yeah, yeah, like democracy. That. Oh yeah, remember democracy <laughs> when he was director and democracy? They were having the meeting every morning before what they were going to shoot that day, and eventually he'd have to go. Yeah, I'll go to majority. Yeah. <laughs> Let's shoot everything upside down. <laughs> so is I thoroughly enjoyed this yeah, oh, really um, i'd watch it again yeah i think yeah. it was like it was this is from the i've forgotten his name but he's the director of the artist which was another mm, masterpiece yeah. as well and so i really hope he continues making films about film basically which is what this yeah, was as well yeah. and it's completely different from the artist but it's, yeah it's yeah. brilliant and but everyone in it is so brilliant good. too yeah but it, it's it's different from the artist but it's still within the type of cinema he's talking about yeah I mean, so, yeah, you know, it captures yeah. what its genre perfectly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so it's very, very good. Um, so I'm going to give it four stars. I'm going to give it a ten. Oh, right. a ten. oh, I loved it. I absolutely loved it. Even the because all the small details, even his glasses getting broken <laughs> all the time <laughs> was just brilliant. Never even had it. One of the news reports in the background. No one was injured, but the director's glasses were broken. <laughs> Just as a side note, and it's happening all the time, and he's so frustrated <laughs> yeah. when it's happening, it's interfering with his revolutionary zeal. But it's just brilliant that out of uh, out of nowhere, they're walking down the street, saying "Daddy!" around the corner, and down his glasses, then on the ground, and just they pick him up. The police come doing exactly the same thing. I highly, highly recommend yeah. um, Redoubtable. Yes. Okay, so now we come to Marina's favorite bit. Why is it my favorite bit? Because you said so last week. You know we've stopped doing the annoying character. Yeah. Well, the annoying character in that film was. Well, it was Godard. Yeah. <laughs> no, but it's not because of who he was or anything. No, the annoying character is the character that is not supposed to be annoying. Okay. And turns out to be. So I don't have anyone. Right. Do you want to revive that again for future? I don't episodes? know. Maybe. Only if I'm, <laughs> you're, I'm not. You're so Godard. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, if it Say comes up, yeah. If it comes, if it comes up, yeah. <laughs> Okay, so we can move on to your formerly favourite bit, um, which is the uh, challenges to each other. Yes. So last week, which will, will I be do your first? Uh, no, or? I'll do mine first. That's what I just, I said, will we do yours first? Oh, sorry. I, so, I thought you meant the one I challenged you. Okay, but you don't want to do that. No, the one you challenged me. Okay. Okay, so Mick challenged me to watch a film by, uh, well, not by, but that had a female cinematographer. So the cinematographer... And a male director. And a male director. No, you didn't say that. I did. No, you didn't. I did. That was the whole point because it was uh, said... Are you, you're not going to check back on the podcast. No, I'm going to check back to see if the film I saw was with a male, a male director. director. Give me one second. It was reflecting. Okay, yeah, it was. It was reflecting us. Okay. You're a cinematographer. I'm a director. I don't know and I remember you. Uh, well, I remember you reacting. Oh, that's hard. No, I said it's hard because there aren't that many women cinematographers out there. Okay. There are a few, but not like very well known. Okay. Well, you, you, despite not knowing what the challenge was, you still managed to meet it. Yes. So anyway, I chose Kristen. 
her name is very hard because she's from Denmark. And she was the one that did A Quiet Place that I said to you that I saw and I thought she was so cool because she had all the gear on. So I looked up and I actually saw quite a few films from her. Um, one of them being A Quiet Place. The other ones I forgot now. <laughs> <laughs> they have just vanished from my mind. Anyway, but I had seen most of them. So the only one that I hadn't seen, and they, it was on my list to watch, was Far From the Madding Crowd. Oh, right. You keep picking films I've seen. This is great. <laughs> and I adored the film. It is mm. so good. Now, I know it's a book, and I do actually have the book, and I had planned to read it before the film. But I said, no, I'll just watch the film. <laughs> and then I'll read it another time, because I know it's a mm. classic. Um, and I, oh, I really, really liked it. It's such a good story. It feels Jane Austen, but not be- just because of the time period. It's grimmer than Jane Austen. It's a bit, like, yeah. Jane Austen's very light and pleasant. Yeah. This is grim, hard stuff. It was not hard stuff, but it's just, it's a bit more, it's still feminist in a way. Mm-hmm. And it's still very, yeah, very w- woman centered. But it's a bit more... I wouldn't. I don't want to say realistic because well, Jane Austen is a bit more uh, uh, ideal. Yeah, it's, it's an idealistic. Yeah, it's, it's more sitting around with tea and discussing, yeah, philosophy kind of thing. Well, it, it's it's Jane Austen is more fairy taleish. It's an idealized view yeah, of the world, yeah. whereas yeah, Thomas Hardy is a lot more realistic, and that's why I'm saying in some cases it can be quite grim. Yeah. So um, I I just thought it was brilliant. The three men, the three main men, were fantastic. Mm-hmm. And at the end, the the I forget the kiss was just so good because you were waiting and waiting and waiting for it, and you didn't know how it was going. I actually didn't know how it was going to end because I didn't know the story. Yeah. So it was just it was so well done, and the cinematography was beautiful. It really was, and it was actually the kind I like. Like it's a lot of landscape. Is it is a lot of landscape, yeah. but I can see there's a filter. All right. Because when you have the sky and the harvest. She she put some kind of um, orange and um, blue tone kind of thing that may, oh, it just makes it look stunning. I really really loved it. So yeah, she I think she's my new favorite. Right, this is after A Quiet Place and this. Yeah, from yeah, because A Quiet Place was very good as well. Yeah, so. I I mean I got so caught up in A Quiet A Quiet Place I didn't notice the cinematography mm. so much. I certainly did with Far From the Manning Crowd. I saw that when it came out. And I would say it was Kerry Mulligan. I love Kerry Mulligan. Oh, she's fantastic. And she's so good in this. And she's beautiful. Yeah. Uh, And she was in the best ever episode of Doctor Who, which you must watch sometime. It was really good. But she's she's just very good in everything she's in. And she was really good as, um, I can't remember his name, the guy who plays her lover in it. The actual lover, Thomas Sturridge? Thomas Sturridge? No, isn't he Danish? He's Belgian. Or Belgian. Yeah, foreign. Uh, I can't remember his name. Well, he's 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 just a great actor as well. Yeah, he is. I mean, he was in Red Sparrow and things like that. Sexy as shit. Yeah, Yeah. we're we're back to Kerry Mulligan then. But (laughs) but I was struck, yeah, by because it is it's very much a widescreen film. Mm. You're very aware of the fact it's widescreen, and they really use it. And there's so much of it shot on, and it does feel like you're in that time. Mm. Oh, it's beautiful, and it's the contrast of the background with her clothes as well, because they're not plain boring clothes they're like red or blue or like this strong navy or purples and stuff mm-hmm. and it's just it's really really good i love it well i think definitely with a period film 
it works and it's down to cinematographer but also the director if you feel you're watching something from that time yeah. if you don't like I did feel we talked last week about um, The Wind of Shakespeare Barley I think it's a great film and all that but you're just so aware of the, when it's filmed in the fields that was filmed recently yeah whereas yeah. this even though it's exactly the same like the, the, you feel it in When It's Shakespeare Barley it's because it's cheaper to film in fields and film in towns or anything like that yeah. when you create them because fields are the same as they were 100 years ago this feels like everything is period and it is yeah, they yeah. found a museum or something it's just spot on so yeah I turn the judges as well so yeah <laughs> I think my next challenge is to find you a film that I haven't seen <laughs> so your challenge to me do you remember it yes I do was to I'm trying to I remember said what it was. to you like 10 minutes ago when we were arriving here you couldn't even remember what my challenge to you was I can a few never, minutes ago I can never I actually have to listen to the podcast right <laughs> to hear what my challenge was all. Well, your challenge to me was to watch a Brazilian rom-com. Yes. And I found one okay. called Todas as Razoes para Escuse. Any idea what that means? Todas as razões para... Para Escuse. Escuece. E-S-Q-U-E-C-E-R. Esquecer. Esquecer. That's what I said. Okay, I haven't seen that one. Do you know what? What, what does? What did I say? Translate it, just in case. I All the reasons it. to forget. Yeah. Have you heard of it? I think I have. Who's in it? Um, the Stop only. Stop moving. You know we're going to be able to pick up the sound. I'm moving with the mic with me. That's why I'm holding it like this. And I have sore knees. I'm not comfortable. God. Oh, John. Bianca Camparata. Have you heard of her? I think she's the only leading name in it. There's also, um, is it Regina Braga? Regina Braga, uh huh, yeah. Is yeah. she anything to. Regina Braga. Regina. It might Cazé. be. No, it's, it's, it's Regina Braga. Regina Braga, okay. Do you know her? Like she's 70 now? Is that the same one you're thinking of? She, she's a named actor. Like when I checked on IMDb, these two were the only ones with photographs, put it that way. And okay, Bianca so you, Camparata You had actually Prata. chose a quite obscure Brazilian well, rom-com I was well, expecting you to get something else But anyway Well it's obscure enough because it's brand new It was only released in Brazil in March This ah, year Ah that's why I haven't seen it But it's on Netflix Ah okay so that's why you, you got it Well no I did Basically I did a search and I liked it, The plot of it sounded like Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind Mm. So I said, oh, I'll have a look at that. And then I just see, was it on Netflix? And it was. I know, so. I know the main guy who did Antonio. Oh, right. Yeah, I know him. I know who Bianca Comparato is. Now looking at her, I know who she is. She's beautiful too. Yeah. Um... Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I know a few of them. Yeah. Okay, that's Well, Pedro that's C- I Coutinho. I choose something from a while ago, but that's fine. Well, it'd be interesting. It could probably come out in the IFI any day now or yeah. something like that. Though I doubt it because it was good. But it's, I don't know whether this is typical Brazilian romantic comedy that there's no romance in the end. Because the plot of it is that this guy and his girlfriend split up and he's, he's coming to terms with the breakup. So And it was listed as romantic comedy. So you think automatically... It's going to be them getting back yeah. together. And it is all him having to cope with breaking up with her and realizing why they broke up and his mistakes. And then in the end, he just accepts, oh, yeah. <laughs> We're well, never yeah, going to be some, together it depends. again. Some, some rom-coms are... Yeah, now that I think of it, they're a lot like that. <laughs> <laughs> they 
they're not they <laughs> very don't realistic always, yeah, they don't always have romance but there's a very good one that i was hoping you'd get which is called um if i were you okay um and the something has like it's a couple and they're actually very famous uh brazilian actors and yeah, actors and they um they're playing a couple uh they have a daughter and one day they're fighting with each other and they say the same thing at the same time and something happens we don't know what it is but like something happens and then the next day they wake up and they're in each other's bodies oh my god and it's <laughs> and it's hilarious because then the guy just goes around just you know cleaning things and put putting these all matching clothes on and just going around oh i want to say like, and then he so finds cool. out that this woman is very playful in in the business and she, and he's like you know she, she touches him and 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 he goes oh, sh- stop touching me you can't touch me do you do you, and let's say his name is antonio i think it is actually and she said, do, you, do you touch antonio like this all the time because it's the woman in the box <laughs> is this what he does here they're like who are you talking to <laughs> and then he does the same and then because they get mad at each other she um her in the body of him breaks one of his Beatles white album vinyls or something she just throws on the ground and says well here's you know they're fighting it's hilarious and I thought that was the one you're going to go because it's very famous rom I didn't well I didn't see it it's a really good one I look out for it now and they have trouble will I challenge myself again to watch it and then they divorce and then they have trouble having sex with other people because they're in each other's bodies and they don't know what to do (laughs) so it's really good (laughs) it was a recent um 2009 or 10 i think it came out okay uh, well yeah. what's interesting was like uh, the uh, google has a fairly loose definition of romantic comedies because gabriella was the first one that came up okay <laughs> you know gabriella yes i do yeah and i mean gabriella was famously the first foreign language film to be shown here in the screen at College Street. Screen at College Street was a new art house cinema. Now, there had been art house cinemas here before, yeah. the Irish Film Centre. But when that opened, it was the first big, like, three-screen art house cinema. And the scene of her with no panties going up on well, the... I'm, I haven't, I don't remember. I haven't seen the film. I, see, I think I oh, did you see haven't it on television. Seen it. Okay. I, did, I think I did see it on television and I actually just got bored with it. But, well, no, I, it's a long time ago. Is, is it a good film? It is, I, yeah. There was a series actually made. Oh, I know. I think, but yeah. series, I think series came before the film. That this is. I then think no, was. then no, and so the the no 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 the film came before the series. The series right. is very recent. Okay, well, the film anyway was eighty four would have been because that's the same. Screen opened with Paris, Texas, another country, and Liana, all English language films. And for the first few months of it operating, they were all English language films. And people started complaining, said, hang on, this is supposed to be an art house cinema. Where are the foreign language films? And the first, the only one they showed for weeks was Gabriella. And everyone says, it's soft porn. This yes. is not foreign language art film. So I always automatically assumed it was. Yeah, on that it basis. is. Uh, well, I know I did see. I do remember like there have been some very graphic sex scenes in it yeah. and a sex out a window or something like that. Yeah, so. it is a bit mad. Anyway, OK. So, so let's do But it came challenges. up as a rom-com and I couldn't find it anywhere. Okay, Mick. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I love the way we just spoke for about five minutes about the film I didn't watch. Yeah. Um, right, so what's your challenge to me for next week? Okay, this is an easy one. Okay. Um, it's to watch... Minus two. Thank you. It's to watch a film, and one you like, to watch any film that you haven't seen already made by the Coen Brothers. 
Okay. Okay, cool. I'm, I definitely have seen that. Um, okay, mine is a film based on a book, but that got good reviews, the film. So a good, a good adaptation of a book. Yeah, yeah. That you haven't seen, obviously. Okay. So, there you go. More because I want to know if it's good and if it's worth watching. <laughs> then, you know, the challenge. But it can be any book or film at yeah, all. Yeah, 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 anything. It could be yeah, so. a guide to Satanism. Whatever you want. <laughs> okay. Gabriella. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> probably because it is, yeah. Okay. All right. Well, you were about oh, yeah. to wrap up. I was just saying, thank you very much for listening. Go on. Okay. Wrap it up. <laughs> is the bread fresh there now? Is it? <laughs> this is a new. What was it, the other thing? I think it was something like, um, no, nothing. And it didn't, underneath is just like, I'm going to stay here and watch you. <laughs> yeah. No, I have nothing to do. I'm yeah. going to stay here and watch you all that. So, was it? The bread is fresh, wasn't it? That was the phrase yeah. you used. Yeah. And, then, the, and then she just says, oh, okay. Oh, I really wanted to be alone. <laughs> Okay. No one knows what we're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Unless sorry. you go and see Redoubt. No, that's the idea. Yeah. Okay, we leave it there. I've been Mick Jordan. And I've been a Marina Gorski. What did I just say? Did I just say I've been a Marina Gorski? No, it sounded like you said you were a Marina Gorski. Maybe I just know you, so I knew what you would okay. say. Okay.